Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We'd especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Mast Keaton, Andrew Laguori, Retro Overdrive, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, and The Backlog, Thunderdome Gaming Society, Keith Gasper, Discimera, GC Freak 898 The Saturnian, Dave Jackson, and Eric Guess. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Welcome to The Flight, a consumable curation of champions and catastrophes that is considerate of your chronometer, sometimes. We are here to talk to you about another top five, because it is that time of the week, y'all, and we are not doing a main episode, so we are going to do a top five list, as we are want to do. Mm -hmm. So Shane, as I forgot to do, as I want to do, I, I did once again forget to call you The Dick Dragon, so... uh Oh, what's this one? Uh, Shane, wart cover Dick Dragon Koski. There you go, because wow. this is about worst cover art, so it's something you don't want to look at. We could have just, you know what? We could have just not done that. It probably would have been fine. Could have just left that one alone. Mm -hmm. Agree to disagree? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I need to see a doctor, so thank you. I, I did not bestow that upon you. That's not my fault. I just want everyone <laughs> you put this on that. me, Ricky Bobby. I'll take the blame. <laughs> but yes, we are in fact here to talk about, uh, you know, I think objectively a pretty entertaining topic of worst box art in video games. And boy, is this just a fucking target rich environment. Let me tell so you many. what. Uh, I don't know about you, Chris, but I I had to cut my list down <laughs> a, quite a bit, actually. I... I had to avoid games that I knew were were bad and low budget. I, that's what I really did. So I had to go towards more games that they weren't supposed to be bad. Mm -hmm. Like there was an expectation that they were good to a degree. So uh, I, that's how I tailored my list. I didn't just want to be like, oh, yeah, here's Snow White and the Seven Doors in Europe, which was a shit game with shit budgeting and no one gave a shit about it. So I, I avoided those types of stuff. Ah. Well, this should be interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and I will say, uh, just getting out in front of this, I mean, I'm sure if you are listening to this right now, you may have noticed, uh, but I, because this is an, an audio format and we are talking about a primarily visual thing, uh, I will be sure to include links in our show notes to all of our choices. So if you would like to uh, follow along, if you'd like to play the home version of the game, and uh, take a gander at these monstrosities as we talk about them. We have made that easy for you to do. So you're welcome, I think. Uh, yes, I I'm sure many of you will know some of these. Also, we were told to avoid Mega Man. I did not include the original Mega Man on mine. Did you, Shane? I did not. No, Randall was very specific about that. So I, I did not include it. It was, it was low-hanging fruit. Everybody knows about that one. <laughs> 
Yeah. So we, we avoided the the obvious ones that everyone kind of knows about. Eh, In fact, some I mean, of them I thought were so bad they were fantastic, so I didn't I didn't include them. So I guess you're going first on this one, Shane. So I, I believe how about so. you kick us off? Yeah. Well, I suppose I'll do that then. Number five. All right, starting my list off at number five, Resident Evil 6. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, it's just boring and pretty largely forgettable. I mean, come on. It's like just the title on a bluish purple background and the number six that is apparently made out of genetic material, spiderweb. It's kind of hard to tell without context but we'll go with that maybe i mean like if you're not going to include the characters on the cover then at least put an interesting design or environmental art or literally anything uh this just seemed real low effort and more importantly however is the thing that thanks to the internet i can never fucking unsee and that is the fact that the six Looks a lot like a bipedal giraffe getting a blowjob. It's Jeffrey. Yep. Yep. The Toys R Us giraffe is getting a blowy. Uh, Which, to be fair, is far more interesting than the cover art itself, but probably not what the developers wanted their game to be remembered for. So that that is my number five. My number five is kind of boring. Uh, because like the cover art itself isn't necessarily bad, but it, it does show how lazy some people in your marketing or uh, graphic design department can be. And that's Okami for the Wii. Mm. You might be asking, what, what, what do you mean? Okami is, is a beautiful game. It has decent cover art. What are you talking about? Well, when Okami first came out for the Wii, the graphic designers on who made the label for the Wii edition of this game, which was originally a PS2 game, decided to use an image lifted right out of IGN to the point that the watermark is still on the image on the cover. <laughs> I don't know how much worse that could get, especially when you think consider how many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, well, so Kami, tens of thousands, units were shipped out in the United States for people to purchase. And here's this IGM watermark that's featured prominently on your game. Fantastic job, everybody. Uh, you <laughs> Good have earned the number five spot in my worst cover art. Number four. All right, moving on to our number four. I, uh, I, I kind of, I actually, this is, I think is a little bit of a deep, deep cut. I, I may have gone into a little bit of a rabbit hole with this topic mm. and, uh, came out with the realization that there are far more bad video game covers than I realized. And this is one of them. Legend of Ghost Lion or. Yes, for the NES. Yes. Or Ghost Lion, as it is known in North America. Oh boy. All right. Uh, where do I start with this? Uh, so Ghost Lion is, by all accounts, a pretty standard fantasy JRPG. The Japanese box art reflects this fairly well, albeit with a distinctly anime aesthetic. Um, it's decent enough. And, and, and actually, you know what? It looks like something I might not mind watching if it were actually an anime. It seems kind of interesting. 
So I, I just, there had to have been like a discussion in a boardroom somewhere, right? When this got ported over to our shores that I imagine went something like, all right, Americans have no fucking clue what anime is. So we need to change this artwork. All right. Ideas go. And then they just went with what they assumed most red-blooded patriots of the 1980s were into, which is hot chicks with teased hair and wild animals. Seriously, this artwork has nothing to do with the fucking game it's supposed to advertise. The woman is dressed like she's about to be in a Jane Fonda workout tape. <laughs> and I guess, awesome. I guess like the white lion is on brand, right? It's... It's kind of a fucking ghost lion, I suppose. But this whole art piece is something that's just way better suited to being like airbrushed on the side of your weird uncle's van or like a blacklight poster in said uncle's bedroom. And the odd thing about this is like this kind of aesthetic has been done before and it can work. All they would have needed to do is make it just more tonally consistent. Like, have the woman be in a fantasy-inspired outfit with, like, I don't know, a castle or some shit in the background. Maybe have, like, a fire-breathing dragon in the sky or something just for good measure. Who knows? Not not somebody who looks like they're about to fucking jazzercise with their cat. It's so bad that it's good. That's why I didn't include it, for that reason. Because I was like, this is... This is perfect. I love this. <laughs> I can't put this on this list. It's not worst. It's glorious. But I'm glad you included it. It deserves the shout out. And yes, it does look bad. All right. My number four is, is a twofer. You Ooh. get a twofer in this number four spot. All right. And that is the game Mobile Light Force and Mobile Light Force 2. And I have to include them both because it's the same cover art. <laughs> <laughs> so... One is a PlayStation 1 game. And by the way, it's actually Gunbird, which is... A, so they're both shmups. So Mobile Light Force is Gunbird for the PlayStation, which I believe is a Capcom game or a Psycho game. It might be Psycho. But um, yeah, it's it was uh, com completely Americanized. So the cover is these three women that are holding machine guns, running away from an exploding building. And if you know anything about Gunbird... That's not that, <laughs> like, <laughs> at all, in terms of a shmup. It's it's super anime, but whatever. So, yeah, they they like this design, XS Games. They like this design so much that when they released a game for the PlayStation 2 called Mobile Light Force 2, they kept the same cover art. Different game. I'll give them that. At least the game was different. This time, it was Castle Shimigami which is also a shmup, which is also anime. So when you have a bunch of Rambo women running from an exploding building, it absolutely, it absolutely makes no sense. I think at that point, they were just kind of in on the joke of themselves. At least I hope so. But it's one of the most notorious examples of just, I don't know. Again, this, this kind of goes back to just graphic design laziness. But it's also, I think, a stroke of brilliance. It's not even a so bad it's good. It's just like, what are you doing? This has nothing to do with the game itself, one. And two, you don't just copy-paste this exact same box art and just call it the sequel. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's incredibly brilliant or they just couldn't think of anything else. And it's like, oh, well, if it's on the PlayStation 2, people will forget about the PlayStation 1. They won't even look back at Mobile Light Force 1 
and realizes the same one. We, we can totally pull this off in an anime shmup because no one will care. Um, yeah, there you go. Number four, Mobile Light Force. I need to, if you want to get the second one, I think it's still pretty cheap and I need to, but uh, go get after it. It's a really good shmup. It's just the, the, the cover art is awful. So good they had to use it twice. So good they had to use it twice. Number three. All right. We are coming into the middle of the lists now. And uh, despite, despite Chris inadvertently calling me the fuck out at the beginning of this episode, my number three is every PlayStation 2 game released by Phoenix Games. There you go. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you didn't want to include these. These are fucking nightmare fuel and they're awful. Phoenix released a handful of these like fairy tale inspired shovelware games for the PS2, all of which feature just truly awful CGI artwork for their box covers, which is like doubly confusing since the actual gameplay, and I, I do use that term very loosely, of these titles is largely just like 2D hand-drawn puzzles that you'd see in like a shitty Flash game for kids, and then cartoon cutscenes that give the Philips CDI Zelda games a run for their money. So why Phoenix felt it necessary to spend some amount of time and money on creating these CGI monstrosities for their covers is just beyond me. But they did, and now we have them to enjoy for 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 all eternity. I pity everyone who actually bought one of those things. <laughs> I have no idea what would inspire someone to buy that. Okay, my number three. I'm going to keep this simple and boring. You've probably seen this before. You've probably joked on it at plenty of online lists. If you're listening to the show, I know you know what I'm talking about here. It's pro wrestling for the Sega Master System. Mm. What is this dude doing? Is he, he he's gra <laughs> is he grabbing his own head? How is he grabbing his own head? How does this make sense? This is actually kind of scary when you think about it. Like, does he have no head and he's grabbing another head? And Sega, I know that you, you've made some mistakes over the years and bad decisions. Did you like like hide that person for a while after they designed the box art for pro wrestling and then bring them out for the 32X? Is that how your chronology went? That's what I'm wondering because this is like, what is this? And there's, there's probably worse box art obviously, but this is like the thing that sticks out the most. This is like defining the Sega master system. When you have Nintendo coming out with donkey Kong, which was a big fucking deal. If you didn't know, and you're like, here's pro wrestling with a dude grabbing his own head, maybe. <laughs> this is a first party game. You should be excited. That's pretty much the master system in North America, everybody. If you want to know why no one bought that fucking thing, there's your game. Pro wrestling. I don't even think the game was that good. But a cover art where no one, absolutely no one, would want to touch that monstrosity. Number two. Well, you know what, Chris? Your your number three pick is just a... I could not have asked for a better segue into my number two. Ooh. Because I am taking yours and I am cranking it up to 11, and I am saying the entire fucking Sega Master System library. <laughs> Ooh. 
Ooh, ooh, I need to hear this because I actually disagree, but I want to hear what you say. All right. I have to assume that they were going for something like identifiability here, right? They wanted like brand cohesion in how their box art was presented. But to me, it just comes across as so fucking lazy and unimaginative. Every game for the Master System has the same boring ass white background with a blue grid pattern over the top and the game's title in this super painfully generic serif font. And the only difference really is a single graphic that is related to the actual game somewhere on the cover. It's like someone slapped a sticker on a piece of graph paper. That is the design aesthetic for the entire Master System library, and it sucks. Do you want to know why the Sega Master System got crushed by the NES? There are many reasons, but I have to believe that one of them is this decision. Like, put yourself in the shoes of a child somewhere around this era, and you walk into, I don't know, a Babbage's, let's say, and you're looking at the, the shelves of games, and you are wide-eyed with wonder, and you look, and you see the shelves of NES games, and you see badass artwork, like Castlevania, or, I don't know, literally anything else. And then you go over, and you're like, huh, what is, what, what is this that mine eyes behold? And it's a bunch of fucking white graph paper. And then you're like, well, surely that must be some boring accounting software that my dad needs to buy for his job in, in, in the big city on his brand new computer machine with floppy disks. That has to be what that is because there's no way that a video game would look this fucking boring. That's what I have to say on it, Chris. The entire library. You're not wrong, but just a brief counter to that, because I kind of disagree. Sure. Is that when you have all these games and you have them like spread out all next to each other in like a grid, it looks really cool. Now, individually, <laughs> I... Nobody fucking cares about that except you, Chris. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but I care. I care, me and my 80-some fucking Master System games, okay? Well, I'm glad that Sega catered to your specific needs on that. Like, 25 years later. Exactly. <laughs> really helped them. They're like, man, there's going to be this one guy that's going to collect all of our games for some reason. And he's going to want to lay them all out on the floor. And boy, is it going to look like the biggest piece of graph paper this man has ever seen. And he's really going to feel cool. joy for the first time in as it's long as cool. he can remember. I'm just surprised. Okay. I was going to say I'm surprised you didn't go to the ones with the hand, the my card that took a human hand and pulled <laughs> a card out. It's a picture of the game on the box. You get the game in the box on the, bo on the cover of the box. <laughs> Well, that's I didn't put this on my list, but I suppose that is an honorable mention of that. Uh, and it wasn't the only one, but I think this was an example of uh, one of the Castlevania titles for, yeah. for the handheld where they put an image of the box on the box. Uh, uh, was it, uh, uh, Dawn of Sorrow or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. That was fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> this is fuck what I meant. Sega. This is what I meant, everybody. There's there's so many. We could only we could only pick five. <laughs> On to the next one. My number two. 
is it's perfect in the number two spot because it is bust a move to oh. arcade edition for the Sony PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. So how do you how do you get the kids to play your colorful bubble bobble themed puzzle game, which is which is fun and it's colorful anime has bub and bob as dinosaurs. Everyone loves it. How do you how do you bring people in to 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 play that the casual gamer? You put a bunch of bubbles on the cover and then you have this horrifying face in it trying to lift their eyelids apart. It is like it's it. It's some of the most I it's almost Lovecraftian in a way. Uh in, in the way that this thing is designed. I have never played this game. I have stayed far the fuck away from this game because I had no idea what it was. And if I had just seen a scene of like puzzle bobble or bust a move or whatever you want to call it, like I may have played it because it was charming. The game is charming. Your cover is terrifying. <laughs> It scares me to my core today. Who is buying this? Who wanted, like, what is, who, who designed this? Who was like, you know what? We want to scare kids so badly they play our anime dinosaur game. That's, that's what, that had to have happened. That had to have been a conversation because it's not cool. It's not gross out 90s culture. It doesn't fit anywhere. And I just don't, I don't get it. It's. It's horrific. You know, you know, what, you know what's know. funny about that, too, is I came across that one in, in my research for this. And one and I, I can't confirm or deny. Maybe somebody else can do this. But one of the things that I heard was that the rationale for it was the reason they have the horrifying man face with his eyelids like propped open, open with metal bars yeah is because the game is so addictive that you need to keep your eyes open to play and not sleep. That that's what they were going for. That's oh yeah, that's what you get from the cover all right. <laughs> not yeah. in your it's not you're in for another survival horror. Yeah. Like not called bust a move. Opening this jewel case will unleash some eldritch horror upon your house or anything. I guarantee you that cost them sales. That was <laughs> It certainly prevented me from buying the fucking thing. And this was years after release, too. Like, as a retro collector, I was like, I don't. That's gross. I don't want this in my house. And I still don't. And I don't think I ever will outside of putting it on some stupid fucking optical disc emulator. That's about that's about as close as it's going to get. Number one. Okay, well, I suppose that brings us to our numero uno. And uh, I, I suppose part of this has... Okay, for the record, part of this has to do with just the bevy of options that we had for this list. But honestly, the other part of it is just that I could not pick just one here. So my number one is an inexcusable number of ZX Spectrum games. <laughs> Oh, wow. You're, you went deep. I did. I did. And I'm going to link to my source for this in our show notes because it is fantastic. And I highly recommend everybody go and watch this video because it is a great overview of some of just the worst of the worst. And I, I'll be honest, my list was done. I had something else on my list and then I happened across this video and I was like, huh, this looks interesting. It almost kind of looks like a TED talk kind of style format. All right. Well, let me, 
check this out see what it is and i had to change my list because i was like holy fuck these are just beyond bad so i mean i don't know it was a simpler time right maybe i guess a time when game developers didn't pay professional artists to create artwork for their games oh no no they simply found somebody's cousin who might be decent at doodling on napkins and said here is a pen please make cover for game seriously there's so many of these that like i just i couldn't settle on one so in that spirit uh let's let's go over a few examples that i've i've picked for you and these are these are some real deep dives all right so you're gonna have to just watch that video probably to see a lot of them because i don't know if i'm gonna be able to even find images of this shit but quest for the golden egg cup which fantastic name by the way um is literally just a pen drawing of kilroy peeking out of a cup if you don't know what kilroy is then you're probably not a world war ii veteran but you can go and look it up uh, the Prisoner is also a good one. It features what appears to be an image of an old-timey bicycle cut out of a book and then photocopied several times until the background is mostly black. If you've ever seen a bad photocopy, that's what this looks like. Nice. You then have Granny's Garden, which sports a hand-drawn witch in a pointy hat and a robe with moons and stars on it pointing at a house that looks like it was drawn with about eight straight lines in MS Paint, and it has text on it that appears to be just straight from a typewriter. Fantastic aesthetic. And then we go in the complete opposite direction with Antaru. Drugs were 100% involved with this one. So <laughs> there's like a goat with an unsettlingly human eye staring through your soul. There's a clown shoe popping in from off of the cover. There's Perfect. a two-headed snake. There's dollar store Mjolnir flying into the frame. And then at the top, there's like icicles, maybe? Or they could be shards of glass. It's kind of hard to say. There's a lot going on. There is also actually a kangaroo, but that's like the least interesting part of this cover art. <laughs> And then the last one that I want to just touch on is Crazy Kong by Anarog Software. So they actually released two versions of this, apparently. Anarog? Yeah, Anarog. A-N-I-R-O-G. Oh. Uh, and this was like a clear and obvious Donkey Kong ripoff, first of all. But it features like this discount Popeye who looks vaguely like an anthropomorphic pig in a sailor suit. And a woman who appears to be an extra from a Tina Turner music video who is just entirely indifferent to being kidnapped by a giant ape. And then the Kong himself, who is horrendously misproportioned and has about three teeth in total. Those are just some of the fantastic covers that you can find for your home ZX Spectrum console. <laughs> By the way, if you've ever seen gameplay of the ZX Spectrum, I mean, that that pretty much is an accurate representation of what you're about to get into. <laughs> I just I mean, I feel like it's probably obvious, but like I personally don't have experience with any of these. But like I said, when I came across this video, I just I, I couldn't I could not pass this up. I had to include it here because of just how like deliciously terrible so many of these are 
we need to do some ZX Spectrum games sometime. We don't, we don't, we don't have to. It's fine. Right. We don't, we don't have to. <laughs> All right. I guess this brings it to my number one. Shane, I'm listening to a lot of your covers and I'm thinking to myself, that cover gets a 10 out of 10. Mm. Maybe I could give it a five out of five. Okay. Uh, maybe I could say that a lot of those covers were cover of the year. Oh God, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and I want to put all of those comments yeah. on that cover, uh, on top of that cover. I mean, people need to know. They need to know <laughs> how good this game is. They need it to scream at you and let you know that all these publications gave this game high scores. Yeah. Because that's certainly what they did with Batman Arkham City Game of the Year Edition. You want to let people know how amazing your game is? Yeah. You, you Sometimes you do have a quote from a well-renowned or regarded video game magazine or what have you. You know, news source, source uh, journal integrity words. Yeah. Right? That's what you want on your cover. Bubsy did it. Halo did it. You always try to draw people in. But you do four quotes about how great this game is. And then you have a Batman logo in the back, a Batman logo in the front, Batman getting punched. Okay, that's cool. Then has bonus content. Everything's a quote. It's just, why don't you just slap a bunch of words on a cover and make it your cover? I mean, they did that. So I guess I don't have to tell you to imagine it. You can just go look and find it. This has to be. Not because it's just bad design-wise. I mean, in terms, there's a lot there that's actually pretty good. But what it is, is just, it goes to show you how full of yourselves that you can be as, as a game publisher. I don't even know if the developer had anything to do with this. I don't, I don't want to shit on Rocksteady for this. But this is WB Games just making a horrendous cover out of something that could have just been really simple. All they had to put was Game of the Year. And guess what? If you say it's Game of the Year, that should be enough, right? I don't need to know that it's 10 out of 10. It's the fucking Game of the Year. If it's not 10 out of 10, what the fuck is it? No, the 6 out of 10 game won the Game of the Year. That's that's the game of the year edition. Not to ma- okay, that has happened before. I, I was going to be say to to be fair, game of the year basically means nothing <laughs> at this point. It's it's a pretty loose interpretation, but you shouldn't have to like reinforce this point. It's kind of like if you have to let people know that you're king, you're probably not the fucking king. So I don't need to be told that it's a five out of five twice and a ten out of ten once. By the way, on your Game of the Year edition, I guess I got to give you credit because you gave a quote from a magazine that said it was the Game of the Year. So congratulations. You have it twice. Just in case you didn't believe it. Look, Game of the Year. You want to know how? This publication said it's Game of the Year and it's right below the Game of the Year. Ha. Suck it, haters. You can't beat us. Fucking horrendous. Just straight garbage. I don't know what they were thinking. It's it's hilarious. Um, it's it's. <laughs> I don't know if it's like design wise. It's technically not worse than putting a box in a box, <laughs> but it's just like yeah, no shit. It's a game of the year edition. I don't need to be told thirty fucking times what the scores were. That's what the internet is for, which well existed at this time. It's like Fuck you. It's like the cover art version of like a 90s PC infected with malware because there's just <laughs> yes. pop-ups everywhere. 
Like I like to use this. I like to use this word a lot uh, just because I like the, the effect that it has, but th- it really holds true here in that like this design is aggressively bad. <laughs> like, like yes. it's in your face. Like this looks like it was put together to like purposefully insult a graphic design student. <laughs> it's an advertisement. It's not it's not cover art. It's an advertisement. Like it's something that should be held up as an example in any graphic design course of what the fuck not to do. Uh I think that's all I got to say. Uh for most of these yes, you're going to have to look at them. You're going to have to understand where we're coming from. Definitely look up Shane's example of the Phoenix games that those releases because I think my children could have done a better job of putting together cover art than what they did but uh thank you all for joining us on another edition of the flight that was a fun one shane and we kept this under 40 minutes ah man it's a win-win yes yeah well uh yeah we we do appreciate you being here and uh if this happens to be the first time that you've stumbled on into this thing then we are glad that you've joined us and if you are a long-time listener then we are happy that you are still here and we hope that you're enjoying yourselves if you'd like to engage with the show beyond simply just listening and let it sort of just wash over your brain space, then you can do that and we make it simple. You just have to go to Linktree slash Retro Hangover and uh, you'll be presented with finely curated buttons that will take you to any place you want to go as long as it has to do with us. So whether that happens to be our social media or perhaps our Patreon or our merch store, if you'd like to support the show that way, uh, or or maybe you want to check out our public Discord, which I'm pretty sure I forgot to mention in the last flight, but it is also kind of important because it also happens to be where the suggestions for these very top five lists occur. So uh, if you want to be in on that, then you can become a patron and uh, jump into that channel and tell us what you'd like to hear. Outside of that, we also do have a YouTube channel and uh, we do have a Twitch stream that occurs on a pretty regular basis uh chris what what happens over at twitch and i mean about us specifically because i know there's like a lot of hot tubs and bikinis but we haven't gotten into that yet not yet but if you go over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover at 9 p.m eastern u.s time you could probably see us play the game of the year and have a 10 out of 10 time in fact if you listen to Twitch Pros Weekly, which oh, I, God, they're probably a real thing. If you listen to <laughs> Twitch Pros Weekly, they said that 10 out of 10 game of the year for twitch.tv slash retro hangover. Be there for bonus content of video games. Yes, includes all DLCs. All of them. Uh, well, we hope that you had as much fun with this episode as we did. And uh, with all of that being said, until next time. Play with your what-the-fuck-happened-to-that-dude's-head joysticks.